Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Hard Luck Pete. Check it out. Oh, it's so nice. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Pete from Hard Luck Pete and Wrongway Streets. Pete, how are you doing, man? Doing great. How are you tonight? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks so much for being on Fans with Bands. Uh, thanks for having me. It's really a uh, real honor to be on the show. I uh, tuned in not too long ago and you had Phil Prophet on and had a good time. So I, yeah. I <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I actually, I haven't seen you live yet, but I, um, I, I remember seeing some posts. I think you had some posts in um, playing in Detroit tonight um, about some upcoming shows. And I was, and I think that was before or right after I'd saw Phil. Um, and I was, and I've always been into like old school country. And so I checked out some of your stuff and it's really cool. Like the, that honky tonk, you know, uh, boogie, you know, the hillbilly boogie, you know, kind of stuff yeah. that I love. And, uh, yeah. And like you said, then you, you know, you popped into the, uh, uh, Phil Prophet, you know, interview we had on fans with bands. And I was like, man, I gotta talk to Pete and get his story <laughs> too, man. So cool. So, um, so tell me like, um, how did you get into like playing country music what what drove you there because you're I mean you're not that old a dude so it's like uh where did the what was the influence well I I grew up in Waterford Michigan and uh it was kind of a country town ish you know it, it yeah. built really quick but it was when I was in high school it was pretty country and uh you know I um had always been trying to find a group of people to fit in with <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know i because you know i was friends with everybody it didn't matter you know what their uh you know status quo was or anything like that you know i, I made friends but you know you get picked on for that too because people don't like you you know yeah. being cool with everybody you're supposed to stick to a certain group right stick but, to your clique uh, yeah but then uh you know in high school um i went to i was writing music already and uh but I was trying, like, I listened to a lot of, you know, Metallica and Megadeth and Pantera and that kind of thing. You know, I, my parents listened to 90s country and that sort of thing at the time. Uh -huh. but, uh, so, and I didn't dislike it. I just pretended to because, you know, you can't listen to the same shit your parents do. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, ultimately, uh, when I was trying to write songs, they, they all kind of felt like, country anyways and i never did anything really with any of the ones from way way back then i think i still got a folder of them um but uh you know high school came around and uh i uh fit in fairly well with the the, the country group of people and i like you know i worked on a few farms and stuff because yeah. i wanted to check it out <laughs> um and, you know and uh my first concert was Hank Williams Jr. and Charlie Daniels and oh really Skinner and Little Feet and Marshall Tucker uh so that was a great introduction into music and Hank Williams Jr. was what really got me into the older sound of country music um that I really started to enjoy before getting into other genres later on in life you know hank williams the third was a really big influence but you know people like chris christopherson and waylon yeah. jennings and johnny cash yeah. those guys always had good influences uh a friend of my family was uh named archie bunker 
his brother Billy uh, or not Archie Bunker. No. <laughs> I was going to say, was his name really Archie Bunker? Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. And, um, <laughs> no, he's not Archie Bunker. Well, that would be interesting having Archie Bunker as your, uh, as your relative, wouldn't it? Oh, well, yeah. So, <laughs> I was wondering why he laughed, and I didn't even realize I said Bunker there for a second. But uh, um, even better than Archie Bunker, uh, good friend of the family was um, Archie Grammer. Uh, his brother was Billy Grammer, who uh, designed the Grammer guitar. And uh, he had also was one of the uh, studio musicians on the Wabash Cannonball. And oh, cool. So um, in the 2004, 2005, when my grandma passed away, Archie came up to me at the funeral and said, hey, me and some of the guys are getting together at my house later. Would you like to come over and jam? And I could play like three chords. I didn't know anything at all, you know, but right. uh, yeah, it was like, yeah, heck yeah, this is awesome. You know, and these guys are all 75, 80 years old. Uh, uh, Archie had played the Grand Ole Opry and he'd opened wow. for George Jones and Stonewall Jackson and, and George Jones was so hammered that he couldn't play. So <laughs> Archie's out there holding down the set, you know, but thankfully Stonewall was there and was able to, uh, gather in the crowd and because they were getting a little rowdy back in those days, you know, <laughs> George had a way of doing that. But yeah, even for my uh, my graduation, Archie went down and visited George at his house and took a picture of him on his lawn with his Tennessee hat on and uh, on his John Deere tractor. So <laughs> I have that out in my garage. Oh, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that day, you know, Archie, I went over there and hung out with Archie and, and those old fellas. And, and it's funny now because everybody knows that it's the Chris Stapleton tune, but Tennessee whiskey, you know, they were playing some old shit and I didn't know, I didn't know a lot of it, but yeah. all of a sudden they were playing Tennessee whiskey and I knew, you know, with David Allen Coe and George Jones singing it. And yeah. And uh, I was, I know this song, and I was all, and then, and then I was, so I'm singing, and they're like, "Shh, the women are sleeping upstairs," you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you know, now I'm being too loud, and but uh, you know that really was where it, it started. Where it's like, man, this is really cool. You know, I love the feeling of being around the other musicians, and and it wasn't for a little while later before I actually started a, a band up. You know, and, and we started playing. That wasn't until about, you know, 2008 when okay. we started out up playing as officially. We were the wrong way streets before we were hard luck eating the wrong way streets. Okay. But my band members are always seem to be different. So it made more sense to be hard luck eating the wrong way streets than it did just the wrong way streets because, you know, it was yeah. more, uh, uh, it turned into more. I'm the, you know, I'm the front man and I have, whoever I'm lucky to have behind me for that uh, gig that night. You know, <laughs> uh, the upcoming gig tomorrow at the Wildwood Theater in Lake Orion, we, I have my main lineup, which I'm really excited about. Cool. Uh, I haven't got who, to play with those guys in a while. Yeah. who Who's in that band right now? Uh, right now we got uh, Dave Jeezy. He is uh, he's great. He plays with a lot of people. He plays with the Firewalkers. Um plays in the blue water kings and uh he's got a gig like i think every friday night at the uh down at the greek town casino and oh nice so, so so he's always but man the guy can just play guitar the first time he ever played with us he was playing on his gretch 
And but his he and he wasn't really familiar with the country music, but he's just a great lead guitar player and he's a great person too. And yeah. so I brought him in. And uh, you know, the first thing that somebody said was, Man, that guy's got some chops. So you can tell he's not a country player. Look at that guitar he's playing, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so so we made him uh bust out his telecaster and and, and get into that honky tonks. <laughs> with us and, oh, and he bought himself some overalls and i uh got him a couple <laughs> of hat and and every now and then you'll still see him out there and, and he looks like he's coming you know playing uh you know a, a preppy concert or some sort you know <laughs> uh but the last show he played with us he looked amish and it was great <laughs> <laughs> um but so he's the lead guitar uh we have uh danny Kimash Jr. on drums. He's one of my best friends. He joined the band when uh, Sam Van Wagner was still a part of it. And uh, I met him at a at Buckshots in Clarkston during an open mic. And he came up after a wedding gig. He's one of the head honchos of the Blue Water King. So he they they had just come from a gig. Uh, and and he was wearing a suit and a tie. So to me, I, I started, he's Danny suit and tie. <laughs> and that's that's what i call him is danny suit and tie i call him brother now because you know we've become great friends and and him and i ultimately uh hard luck beating the wrong way streets it's it's really our ship and uh yeah. um you know everybody else has their own contributions but you know danny and i have the final say of everything that goes on and then we have Wiz, oh Wiz the wizard on the steel guitar <laughs> Nice. And, uh, you know, Wiz is, I think Wiz is 73 this year. Holy crap. So, nice. Yeah. And he's still out there. I have to carry his gear for him, you know, if, if and make sure that he has chicken wings or he, he'll get a little grouchy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. those pedal steels are heavy, man. <laughs> they are. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really big. So I just pick it up and walk with it. You know, he's like, <laughs> Do I have to uh, break it down? No, man. Just leave it together. I'll pick it up out of your van and we'll be good. Okay. You sure awesome. have got this. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, you know, and, and all pedal steel players are a little weird. Well, all musicians are weird, but but pedal steel players are very, very intricate people, no matter how old they are. And, and Wiz yeah. is no different. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, I love playing with them. We get them up on that stage and, you know, we don't get, rehearsals very often or anything you know unless we got like a new song other than that it's just kind of go we go I, I send everybody the charts and uh and a youtube link to a set list of the videos and go hey you know here's your homework and we show up to the gig and and play a show and, nice <laughs> yeah so it's I'm, I'm very thankful you know they always tell you to surround yourself by musicians who are better than you and i have 100 done this <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i am without them and uh um and, and they also know that i work really hard to take care of them and to promote them and and i go see their gigs when they're not playing with me and yeah uh you know i i give them christmas bonuses and you know uh oh when there's one more other person band uh ken Pesic, he's the bassist and uh oh look at this guy he took time to clear his nose and uh join the interview here <laughs> yeah we got jeff jeff has joined <laughs> how you doing how you doing gentlemen good how are you man excellent excellent i had to try i had to chime in i couldn't get the sound at first but i figured it out all right i'm proud Fantastic. of you <laughs> keep doing what you're doing i'm enjoying it all right 
<laughs> awesome. So, uh, so you mentioned like I think you said uh, was it 2008 when you or when yeah Long Street like got going. Yep, we were playing. Our first show was at uh, Airway Lanes in Waterford, and we had a pig roast. Nice. And we played, and I, uh, I had this. That was I had actually a different band at the time. I had uh, uh, actually Jeff knows this fella. His name's Bob Brownson. Was playing drums for me, and uh, we called him Tate McPherson, NASCAR driver extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, and then uh, had uh, Greg Wilson was playing guitar. And uh, oh gosh, I don't know. Uh, and then he, and then it ended up where he ended up being on stand-up bass, and Sam Van Wagner joined playing guitar. And yeah, we had all sorts of different looks in that band back then. And it was a shit show all the time. We just got <laughs> we hammered. And uh, <laughs> Sam Van Wagner and I started writing the songs that became like the the, the original EP that we put out in 2012 wrong way streets for my brothers yeah uh, that was that was when it really started and i'd go over to his, to his house he lived in a little loft in a basement above our friends and uh go over there with a couple 24 pounds beers <laughs> if him one i'd have like four or five and uh <laughs> just get plowed and write some songs <laughs> then the problem was is that when we'd go to start playing out because i didn't know how to play the guitar then yet is we yeah. go out to gigs and i'd just be getting plowed and sam's trying to have this image of being you know he's a professional musician and, and it's right. his day job and here i am just, <laughs> just get drunk you know we're having a great time getting drunk and, and uh forgetting to pay my tabs and uh <laughs> Falling over, not really, you know, can't sing the words. Uh, you turn no the idea. corner. You turn the corner, Pete. You did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so that was that was when it started, and then we played like one show a year, and it was the uh, pig roast at at the uh, at Airway, uh -huh. and and it, there would be you know between three hundred to a thousand people there, and we had there was we had you know spaghetti wrestling and whipped cream wrestling and, <laughs> uh, and volleyball going and and uh you know beer pong and dart tournaments and yeah and we had a bunch of different bands and I, I i put together all the bands and uh the cops would come because when we play out on the deck there was this one person's house where it's you couldn't hear it outside but all the music echoed right into our living room it was absolutely nuts and the cops were like we're sorry <laughs> like, but we we went over there. We we hear shit. We walked into her living room, and this sounds like you guys are playing in her living room. So, <laughs> like, it's still a little fucking daylight out. But Waterford doesn't have a noise ordinance, so if anytime somebody calls and complains, that you uh, you're supposed to oh, shut just up. Just churches, just churches, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just churches. That's right. <laughs> so, um. So, so what's the songwriting process for you, you know, for you, like, I mean, because there's obviously an element of humor, um, you know, in some, in some of those tunes and which I love. Um, so, you know, uh, what is that like for you? Like, do you come up with lyrics and like, you know, try to fit some chords around it, some, you know, some, some melody, or do you just like, uh, put it all together as it's coming out, coming across to you? Well, I'll tell you the. It comes down to a quote I heard from Waylon Jennings a long time ago that uh, 
Hank Williams was the only man alive that could ever make you feel good about feeling bad. And I always remembered that quote. And uh, I went through a lot of with the drinking and everything and, um, uh, you know, being bullied in school and things like that. And, you know, I was I was adopted and and which is great. I had great parents being adopted. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I, you, getting two people that want you fucking awesome right. <laughs> so, uh you know but there's things that are different you know and yeah when that happens so that you don't understand as a kid that you do more and you're like well why did i react this way or that way and it doesn't you know but it, uh right but you know there was a lot of these things and i always wanted to feel and my dad was the same way he always made jokes about fucked up situations and things like that so and i always I always felt better laughing about things than I did being miserable about them. And, and it reflects in my songwriting. I, right. I, uh, I come up with, you know, it depends. <laughs> it, might be, it might be something, you know, going on in my life, which a lot of it is. And, uh, uh, for the most part, you know, uh, majority of the songs are true with maybe, uh, you know, something embellished to make it make sense or, yeah. or give you that extra laugh, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I haven't murdered anybody for cheating on <laughs> But I have been cheated on and, you know, right. those kind of things. So, um, but so ultimately when I go to write a song, something four nights in Waco is a good example. I was dating a, a woman at the time and, uh, it was our anniversary and she had come over, brought dinner and, but, you know, didn't, I, I don't need a gift, but you know, it's a, it's the thought that counts kind of thing, you know, yeah. and, uh, so came over and there was nothing and and she's like i bought a ticket to go see my friend and uh, uh my best friend in waco and i'm like all right weird <laughs> weird day to do that you know or whatever yeah. and, you know, like what kind of sign are you sending me here <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know about a month later she goes down to waco and i had uh this idea pop in my head well because she was going to be there for four nights and i was like right. well four in Waco she don't love me no more or four nights in Waco she come back to stay I guess I'll see what happens when she comes back now she didn't go down there to leave me or anything like that and added a few months later however so and that really pissed her off because when she heard the song she's like that's not how it ended <laughs> I'm like yeah but it makes for a song like you know right <laughs> I wasn't leaving you when I went to Waco. I'm like, eh. <laughs> she don't love you no less. She don't love you that's no right less. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh, that, that was my, you know, I made that song about around that. And I, and I came up with the lyrics and then started writing a chord melody, which I do to most of my stuff which makes it difficult for having people sub in with my band because I don't have just straight four, four or straight three, four, you know, there's six, eight, you know, there's my timing is tricky. There might be a five, four, three, four, two, four in the same bar. You know, you never yeah. know. It's just, uh, I didn't, when I was starting to write this stuff, I didn't have any clue what I was doing as far as writing music. I was, I had a melody in my head. And it wrote it down on paper and I would try to work with other people who played guitar and write around my melodies, you know, right, or, and, right. and around my lyrics. And then when it got to the point to where it was too hard to count on other people to 
play with my project, I realized I needed to learn to play the guitar. <laughs> and, uh, so I've spent the last, you know, five, six years improving my guitar skills slowly. Nice. Uh, but, uh, but I still mostly will start off with lyrics and then try to, and, and it's a little different now if I get a, get a, uh, you know, a, you know, like a chorus or something that I'll write, I'll sit down sometimes and try to write to that chorus because right. I get, I have, I have the skills now, or I'll text Dave and be like, Hey, listen to this. What do you think about that? What should we use for a chord progression? You know, because yeah. I know his knowledge, I've even taken lessons from him. So I know his knowledge is just through the roof and I know he'll have, Oh, you can do this, that, and others. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. We just wrote a new song that I'm calling Dramus Avenue that uh, uh, is in drop D. So I've been learning drop D and I've got the song down already. I'm pretty excited about that. We'll be debuting that tomorrow at the Wildwood. Nice. Excellent. Yeah. So you got any plans to do any more recording? Cause I think the last CD I saw that you had out was the uh, four nights in Waco, that EP, right? Yeah, we've been in the studio for about two years now we have about six songs started we're going to re-release some stuff that i did from the wrong way streets ep in 2012 and then there's a few songs that we're going to re-release from the uh four nights in waco album uh, for example i've known for my feud right now with the local country station 99.5 i've been trolling their facebook daily because they seem to think that they're one of the local news channels uh even though they don't really play country music on there anyways they don't talk about it either i'd rather them talk about that stuff that they play on their channel rather than have another news channel so and they don't talk about any of the local people um and we have a lot of really really good local country artists here so oh, anyway yeah um I'm, I've got this feud going with them and I'm a top fan <laughs> instead of being blocked. I'm a top fan. And, uh, but, um, you know, uh, I don't know where I was going with this. What was your question? <laughs> about <laughs> I, I about a new off. album. Oh yeah. New new album. So yeah. yes. So since 99.5 doesn't support local music, we know that, uh, there's sessions radio that does, they play a lot yep. of local, all local stuff. And then there's also motor city riffs. Yeah. And um, Motor, Motor City Riffs has actually played a few of my country friends' songs on there. So I wanted to redo Lately I've Been Drinking Too Much Lately for a radio cut. Yeah. I, say, I say fucking it once, but I didn't want to bleep it. I just was like, you know, I can redo this. And we've now, over the last couple of years, uh, Danny has done all of our recording and mixing. And uh, Andy Paddlin did our uh, mastering. So, oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So now that we've got the better knowledge of what we're looking for, as far as musically, we cleaned up, we remixed that song and I did uh, laid down a new vocal track over the stuff that we had and we cleaned it up and it just, it sounds like a whole new song now. And it's not, it doesn't sound like all the chaos that we had before. <laughs> and, and I, uh, you know, changed it to uh, radio friendly. So when we get ready, we're going to release that so we can submit that into Motor City Riffs and awesome. try to get a little bit more uh, recognition from the local area here, which we yeah. know is 
can be difficult at times. So uh, yeah. I try everything I can do between, you know, merchandise and trolling 99.5 and uh, talking with fine people like you to, to, <laughs> to get people out to these shows. It, not even to see me. I mean, I think you've been following me a little bit for now on Facebook yep. and you see that I don't just talk about myself. I talk about all these other awesome people. I forget about some of them. There's so many of them. I oh, I know. When I'm going through trying to list the posts of all the country people that I've met in the last couple of years, uh, the list I, just goes on and on. So yeah. I, I, I try not to forget any of them. Every now and then I got to go back in and edit a post. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm the same way, man, because I, I you know, I've been trying to you know, like do this and, and just in general, just there's so much music across the board here, you know, and it's all awesome. And there, and I feel like you know, sometimes I go to a show and there's not, I, I think there's not enough people here. There's not enough people like really enjoying this. You know, there may be like, I don't know, 5,000 people to see, um, you know, some major act, but they won't go to a local show. And I'm like, right. this is, this is seriously as good as that or better. Right. Well, and, a lot um, of times you'll see that the people that go to that show will be blown away by that local act. Yeah. And they still won't go to that show. <laughs> <laughs> the, the local act a lot of times, you know, not me, I'm not, you know, but, uh, right. you know, other, others, you know, blow away the uh, headliner and, and they still won't come out. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we've been having a good, good luck. You know, we, they're not all been peachy shows, but, um, yeah. you know, we're getting a better following and, and, and we, we got the, uh, um, after the moonshine bandit show sold out, at the machine shop they added us to it so nice. that's a nice you know 550 600 person crowd yeah of people who aren't may not be familiar with us so we get to entertain a whole new crowd of people and i'm very excited and honored for that opportunity uh you know, kevin zink and the people at the machine shop really really good people and they i are appreciated their help and you know, trying to further my career. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. That's a great venue too. I, lo I love going to yeah. Machine Shop. So cool. Yeah. Um, if I might chime in, the Wildwood, yeah, go for it. Wildwood Amphitheater is an awesome venue. I've seen many shows there. It's kind of a gem that not, a lot of people don't even know about. Yeah, but it's well, a really cool place outdoors. Yeah, Jeff, outdoors. You oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say that um, you, you make a great point because I've not been there yet and I keep seeing like, a couple of different shows like so pete show which i'm gonna miss tomorrow but there's a couple other ones i like, coming up next week and something else i gotta get out there because it looks like i've seen pictures of it you know and and uh people have been sharing their stuff and i'm like wow what? i didn't even know about it until this year yeah it's kind of hidden it's a small outdoor amphitheater and they have uh, i think free shows on tuesdays and then they have a lot going on they just need to get their uh, marketing out a little better with you know because i've been to many shows that i was one of the few that showed up because yeah. nobody heard about it but right. other than that it's a great venue yeah yeah and i think that's you know kind of the struggle too is like when you when pete when you're talking about like trying to share other bands posts and and your own and stuff like that um you it, it's almost like you got to have that word of mouth on facebook as well so you get multiple people sharing it because yep. you know that shit gets filtered out and the next thing you know nope you know you got maybe a core people you know core 10 people that are really your, you know, like extreme followers, but the rest of the people that could be getting it don't get it, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. It's really hard. Facebook makes it almost impossible to reach everybody. Um, yeah. I was trying to do just an ad for 
the Wildwood show, you know, because I'll I'll do I'll monetize ads for the shows to try to get yeah. people that are following me, you know, and uh, and it was like, oh, you gotta you can only do a dollar a day budget, <laughs> and then I'm like, fine, I'll I'll try try this, and then yeah. then try to up it after I you know and do an increase, and but then it's like, air, you can't do this. <laughs> What I'm trying hell? to give you my money. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there, Pete. I just wanted to see your show, and I could not get goddamn tickets. Uh, <laughs> Jeff had a hard time with the Machine Traps website one day. The uh, uh, it wouldn't let him. It wouldn't let him uh, buy tickets. So oh, I, damn I got it. him paper tickets, so he was good. I left awesome. him a sca- I left I left him a scathing voicemail. <laughs> it was very entertaining. I was a little I I had a few drinks and I was trying to buy tickets. Just wanted to see the show. <laughs> I, I wanted to give you my money, damn it. You <laughs> hooked me up though. You hooked me up, Pete. He did. You made That's it happen. Awesome. That's right. I make shit happen. <laughs> I try to make it happen for everybody. That's 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 really you know that's what makes me successful is because I'm not just in this for me. I'm not making money doing this. I I would like to break even, you know, right? I, if I could, but <laughs> I, I'm I'm paying my guys, you know, a lot of times out of pocket, you know, because I I won't pay them just what the gig pays them if it doesn't pay fairly. I'm going to make sure that they're paid what I think that you know what yeah. I can afford. You know, I mean, well, yeah. Uh, it's over what I can afford, but I do it anyways, <laughs> you know, because I want, I, w- I want people who play in, in hard luck beating the wrong way streets to know that I cherish the fact that they're taking time out of their schedule to play music with me. Not to mention, uh, you know, I want them to stick around and watch the other bands and be, be, be a part of this because this isn't, you know, I don't have people in my, my band that aren't friends. Yeah. You know, once you come through that door, you're a buddy. And, <laughs> and, and if, it, if that's not the way it is, it's not going to work out. No hard feelings, but, you know, we're moving along and and we're I, I'm playing with people who are going to have a good, positive attitude and we're going to have fun. Yeah, cool. And and, and I want to make sure that everybody in this town gets what they have to. The, the biggest thing I the biggest advice I have for everybody is don't give up because, you know, a lot of guys that I talk to are frustrated because of lack of attendance. And, yep. but it's like that uh, everybody's hated in their own town. I mean, Casper McQuaid's on Facebook complaining about the same thing in Oklahoma that we're complaining <laughs> about here. Yeah. So just keep playing the shows and get out, get out of the state and go see what it's like. You know, I mean, that's the thing is you got to take a chance on yourself. We did it last year. We went on tour and, we were welcomed out of state, you know, I've had a few really, really good shows here because I have some supportive friends, but going out of state, it was a whole different ball game. It was strangers coming out and being as supportive as the group of friends that are, that I'm begging to come out to every single show, bleeding them of every nickel they have, you know, (laughs) (laughs) come on guys, you can't come out again. I know I've played six shows in a row in this month, but you gotta come. You know, that's why I also don't do, bar gigs and cover gigs because I don't want people to get burnt out on seeing hard luck Pete and wrong way streets. Our show's always a little bit different and um, it gets a little bit better every time you come out. So, you know, yeah. that's, it's, it's what you got to do to keep going. That's true. That's true. 
Well, you know, fans with bands is uh, not just about me asking questions. So I want to open it up to Jeff. Jeff, you got any questions for Pete? Uh, no, other than did you ever get your Skechers back and your 20 bucks from um, Ward Davis? <laughs> no, that's not on the Stole my ske- my favorite pair of Skechers and my last 20 bucks. He told me he needed Big John's Steakhouse. It was right next door. It was it was right next door. You couldn't help but smell it. Yeah, he dominated it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was a really cool, that was a fun show. Good to open up. Ward's a really good guy. Um, I've seen him live multiple times, and that was my first time opening for him, and it was definitely an honor. You know, it's did, always- he walk, did he walk you through it a little bit? Your first uh, nervous gig? Did Ward <laughs> walk you through it? No, no, no. We just um, no, not at all. <laughs> he actually he uh, had some things he had to take care of, so uh, okay. I didn't get really get to talk to him too much before the show. After the show, we burned a joint and had a couple good laughs, and and oh, uh, awesome. then he went on stage and hung out. And afterwards, uh, you know, he um, met my ma. You know, she made a wood burning for him, and and we gave that to him. So. Nice. That was uh, that was really cool. You know, it's it was a good cool. experience. You know, it's um, everybody's got uh, you know they're when you when you're a musician or anybody, everybody's got their own things going on. So you know, you it's easy to you know judge like, oh, that guy's an ass or that guy's right, a, right. Oh, but but the thing is, is that not everybody's going to be the same every single time you see them. Nope. And and. Uh, you know, everybody's got, the, you know, you just got to be patient with people. And, uh, you know, I've, I've learned that a lot over the years and, and I think Ward was great. I thought he did a, you know, really good show. And, um, he, he's, it was a little different because he had a different band from the last time I saw him, Clint Park went off and was doing his own thing. Or if you ask Ward, he fired his ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Clint Park just released an EP and, uh, you know he's doing it's really good i was really impressed it's number five on itunes right now and he's an oh, independent nice. artist so that's uh that's really cool i think it got up to number four but uh you know and, but yeah you know word i think going through all the things he went through you know once you really get to know him and uh uh get to be a friend of his i'm sure he has you know a lot of insights for and a lot of guidance and things like that you can you know he's pretty open book so i learn a lot from him just watching his facebook page and stuff like that uh the show after we opened for uh charles wesley godwin and and those guys those guys were just some of the nicest people ever they stayed out and they watched the whole band watched our entire set and they were oh, like, awesome they were really you know because we're a different you know different breed you know it's like yeah you know you don't know whether to take it seriously or not because <laughs> you, you go you know you got four nights in waco or, or trying what's your love songs kind of you know heartbreaking songs and then you know you got where's your sister and yeah <laughs> and uh and things like that so it's you know somewhere between i guess you know Hank Williams Jr. and Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, you know, but I do, I don't want to be just a gimmick. So I don't do all just, you know, custom songs, but we right. definitely have our share of them. And uh, so it was interesting watching, you know, Charles Wesley Godwin's band and, and him himself come out and, and, and talk to us and tell us like how badass that that was and how much fun they had. Watching. That's cool. 
and then, uh, you know, when I play at the machine shop, I uh, smoke a brisket or some pork and make some mac and cheese and whatever. And uh, nice. so Charles wanted to find out how I got such a good bark on my brisket. And uh, <laughs> so, so we had a, a few minute conversation about smoking meat. And, and nice. it, it was just, you know, a real pleasant experience. I, and I look forward to, to this Friday with Moonshine Band and I. I can. I have a feeling that they're they're going to be you know a good uh, good group of guys, and I'm excited to share the stage with them and warm it up for them. But then tomorrow we got Brandon Calhoun opening for us, and he's a really really good guy. I haven't met him yet, but I've heard a lot of really good stories about him. So I'm oh. even more excited that he's opening than I was just knowing that some guy named Brandon Calhoun was opening for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. that dude is awesome, man. Yeah, so I'm really excited. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun show. Yeah, and he's a cool guy too, man. Um, I met him years ago because I saw his band play at Dark Horse. Um, I didn't know who he was. Um, I think I went to go see. Um, I don't. Do you know Elliot Moses from? Um, he's in like uh, Winestone Cowboys, and he he was in Universal Temple of Divine Power and Black Irish. I um, haven't. I don't, I don't think I've met the guys in Winestone yet. They're, they just, I, they've been on my Instagram radar, but I just found out like a week ago that they're actually local. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Oh. Well, now I'm going to pay attention to these guys. So I, I, um, they're on my list to look into for next yeah. few musicians. Well, I think I'd saw, um, uh, I went to see, I think it was Black Irish and, you know, so Brandon was playing like on that show and he was, you know, his band. And I was like, holy shit. I, I bought a CD right away because I was like, this guy is fucking awesome. Awesome. You know? Yeah. So that'll be cool. That'll be really cool. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you um, uh, could go anywhere in the world to play a show, um, where would you, where would you want to go? And who would you like to have on the show with you? Oh, you know, I've always wanted to play Billy Bob's in Texas. <laughs> um, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'd take Phil Prophet down with me. All right. You know, I, I would like to, you know, I mean, as much as I'd like to play with, the, you know, I, I would love to play with Cody Jenks or Whitey Morgan or, you yeah. know, uh, Jamie Johnson or, or Bo Cephas, any of those cats. But I mean, you know, ultimately I, I, I'd like to bring people with me that uh, I can pop up, you know, if I, right. you, know, you know, Phil Prophet or Ray, and Rachel Brooke and Jennifer Westwood, you know, if I could bring some of them with me, that would be badass. <laughs> have Detroit honky tonk down in, at Billy Bob's. I think yeah. that would be really fucking exciting. Yeah, that would be actually, you know, I, the, the marketing alone would be awesome. You know, Detroit Honky Tonk and yeah, hell yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I have an uh, ex-best friend came from uh, Texas and uh, he uh, he always told me, you know, back in my days that he didn't know they made rednecks like this as far north. And, uh, he was like, you, 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 if I didn't know you, I would think you was from Texas. <laughs> so cool. it makes sense. <laughs> and then, you know, it was funny because a lot of people now see me with the long hair and the beard. And I, I didn't grow that. I found out about Whitey Morgan and Cody Jinks and all these long haired country singers. Afterwards, I started uh, growing the hair and the beard out of depression when my best friend, uh, Gargi, had taken his life. He was in the military and he had PTSD. And, um, you know, he, uh, he took his life one night and I 
kind of quit shaving and you know when he got out of the army he got he did the same thing he quit cutting his hair and quit shaving for a while i had a big yeah. old burly beard and and uh so i i, I kind of went that same route in mourning which ended up turning into where i have glorious flowing <laughs> locks of hair <laughs> and, and a great beard that when my girlfriend gets uh she's a hairstylist so she gets in there with a uh, a blower and blows oh, nice. it and adds about an extra six inches to it you know I mean, <laughs> you know it's like my love life <laughs> blowing it and adds that couple extra inches there and nice uh, so, yeah so that's that's ultimately where the hair and the beard started Nice. It, it didn't even have anything to do with music, but I used to shave my head bald every year. I've always had a big beard since I was like 14 when I met Jeff. Jeff, uh, yes, <laughs> Jeff you are correct. Friend of my dad. You are correct. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh my I know God. this kid for a long time. Yeah, oh, or this crazy. young man. This young man. Young yeah, he's man. a young man. He was a kid. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, Jeff was one of my dad's best friends growing up and in turn has become one of my closest uh, uh, old old man friends growing up, you know, because we all have to have an old man friend. And if it could be anybody, I, I'm, I'm thankful it's Jeff. He's a, he's a hell of a guy. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Appreciate so, it. So, Pete, what was the very first album you bought or CD or tape? It was... Um, and now I'm trying to think if I if it was well my camera moves with me when I went to the side too. This thing is fucking awesome. This thing is I know. Yeah, it's I, don't, cool. I don't know how it happened, but I have this thing on panorama or whatever. So thank yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so anyway, my first album I believe was Metallica's Load album and Stabbing Westward, Wither, Blister, Burn, and Peel. And then it would have been the uh, Columbia House 12 CDs for a penny scam. <laughs> uh, I got the Garth Brooks double album, uh, Godsmack's album. Uh, there was Rob Zombie, I think, uh, was in there. And uh, and then, you know, we get this shit that comes to the house and there's this, you know, <laughs> fee for ungodly right. amount of money. And my mom's like, what in the hell is this? calls and yells these these people and just motherfucks them they're like oh we're so sorry you can keep the cds you don't owe us any money yes <laughs> it was exactly what i hoped would happen <laughs> yeah i don't even know how that placed it, it like there must have been some people that were paying it because nobody that i know ever oh, they never they ripped that fucking company off so many times I mean, oh shit yeah and they kept so doing that, it you know because they used to have lps then it was like you know cassettes and then it was fucking cds and they kept CDs, doing it yeah. so yeah <laughs> didn't, didn't they even send you the penny to start it off anyways <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> here's your penny back man don't don't have your mom call us anymore <laughs> yeah please don't She's, she was not pleasant with us <laughs> Uh, uh, so Jeff, how about you? What was your first uh, first album you ever bought? Yeah, you guys talk for a second. I got to grab my charger. Well, All right. yeah, go ahead. Um, I grew up. I had an older sister, and so I used to go through all of her albums: uh, Kiss Alive and Oh Nice, uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer, and Funkadelic, and Sgt. Pepper's, and you know she had a quite a, quite a um, eclectic collection of really 
looking back, it was really cool stuff. REO Speedwagon, wow. you know, when in the seventies, so I was born in 68. So you figure um, she's eight years older than me. So oh, shit. I really, so, yeah. that was a really um, experience. I really got to, I, tell you, I didn't have to buy I didn't have to buy any <laughs> other than going to Harmony House later right. on to get your to get your tickets. Yes. And then I ended up dating uh, a girl who used to work at Harmony House. Nice. <laughs> so I didn't didn't buy a lot of, of albums or cassettes. I didn't do I didn't fall into the Columbia House thing. <laughs> I used to pass out free albums um, at Piston Games when they used to play at the Silverdome. Yeah. You would pay, they, we had stacks of peaches. I think it was peaches records and tapes or something oh, or whatever. The, the, they were passing out uh, albums um, at the gate when you walked in. And I was, I was 14 when I did that. So yeah, it, it's, I miss all that old, uh, the record stores and the LPs and stuff like that, you know, and the yeah. vinyl, yeah. And the vinyl. I know the vinyls made a comeback. Oh yeah, for sure. Exactly. For sure. But there's nothing like the little scratching in the background and trying to get, guess where you're dropping the needle oh yeah to get the song you want to hear <laughs> yeah you, you know what i found the other day was the uh at the uh canterbury village i was there and uh they have a little record shop in there and they had the best little whorehouse in texas soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know they had i didn't know they had a record shop there that's across the street from the wildwood amphitheater by the way right it is oh, if, cool. anybody, if anybody wonders oh so they, uh, they have, I didn't know they had a record store there either. That's cool. That's yeah, awesome. it's in one of the, one of the yeah, shops. The, the, the little back. shops there, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, last time I was there, which was a long time ago, um, I there used to be a place that had like Irish and Scottish like paraphernalia. Well, you know, like yeah, shirts and stuff, and they Kilt. and they, yeah, they rented kilts. So I rented a kilt for uh, Christmas. <laughs> it's still there it's it's, it's still, still there? there it's a, it's in the back there's little shops in in behind the canterbury there's yeah. a, a standalone shops and it's still there you can rent kilts and stuff for the renaissance festival or whatever oh, awesome that's cool that's or awesome. whatever your 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 needs are <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so uh so pete um uh, i'm curious about like uh if you could have a you know beer whatever kind of beverage you you prefer um who would you like to to talk to um and share that beverage with it could be alive now or dead i'd like to hang out and get high with willie nelson <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think um I, I would love to get high with willie nelson and and just listen to him tell stories yeah i don't need, I don't need to talk i just just want to sit there and bask in the glory of old Willie and uh, float away into the sky like you should when you listen to Willie Nelson, you know, talk. Yeah. And, um, that's a great one, man. Cause I'm sure that guy, I mean, could literally rattle off story after story after story. And you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've read a couple of his books and they're great. So yeah. I can imagine being in person. I've worked, I've worked a show couple times and uh i got to stand in the doorway backstage watching him from behind play you know in front of you know all these people and it was just surreal it was yeah. really cool it was, and you know the the one thing that you notice is that he has really long fucking arm hair 
<laughs> he could fly away with the length of his arm. <laughs> crazy. Fun uh, fact. It's a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Jeff, how about you? Who would, who would you like to go have a, a beer? Oh, you know, there's so many, there's so many different, you know, as far as like, um, like heroes or mm-hmm. somebody who, uh, I mean, I, obviously my, my dad or you know stuff like that but as far as um i did a lot of backstage stuff so i was able to see some of the things like pete has seen that's really cool and i just i love those moments i mean i've gotten inter- um offered to come on the tour bus to have a beer with dave mustaine but i oh, couldn't a megadeth because i couldn't because i was working yeah but you know i've had those opportunities <laughs> and um, one of my you know heroes i grew up not heroes but you know yeah. one of my favorites from my teenage years and uh to be, to ha- even have him he got kicked out of metallica for drinking too much for god's sake <laughs> <laughs> so yeah even to just get asked that's all it counts sometimes it's just the offer you know yeah just was close enough but like i can imagine yeah <laughs> probably better off that i didn't but i couldn't because i was working <laughs> crazy how about you chuck who are your who was who's your oh. who would you have a beer with oh, shit they, well, i know like, it's tough yeah i know yeah i mean i asked the question and i then i'm like oh shit there's so many um you gotta think about it for a while i know it's like well you know it's probably a rotating list because you know you think of somebody now and then you'll you know tomorrow you asked me and I'm like, Oh, it's it's this person. You know, honestly, if I could, um, and I'm kind of thinking in the music vein, um, I would really, I mean, it's not possible, but would really have liked to have been able to like meet Randy Rhodes and just, Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's a good one. That's a good one. I probably would have been like, so the, my, my, my normal MO when I meet somebody that, that I am impressed with, um, is that I become tongue tied. I just like, you know, I want to say something really cool. Like I met Woody from corrosion conformity and I was like, I, I like your music. You know, I couldn't think of anything to say, you know, and I, and, uh, I'm sure it would be the same way with Randy Rhodes. I'd go, ah, remember, yeah, remember, remember, remember when you were with Ozzy that one time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It would be like that. Um, if I could be, you know, uh, hang out with somebody alive. Uh, I would really like to hang out with Bill Murray. Um, be and, and so uh, funny, kind of funny story. Um, we had a, uh, a wedding in Charleston, uh, South Carolina. That's where he lives. And so we were like, you know, how do we find out where this guy is? You know, where he hangs out. And uh, supposedly he has, he he doesn't have any kind of social media or anything. There's some number you can call and leave messages. I tried to find that number and I couldn't. Um, so anyway, my wife came up with the idea, let's make, get, print a picture of his head, you know, and then we put it on a stick and we carried it around with us in fucking Charleston. And then we took pictures with, with, with Bill Murray's head. We were like, maybe you'll see this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he didn't see it, but, uh, and he's not, he's never gotten a hold of me. So Bill, if you're listening, you know, but. (laughs) Yeah, you can be in one of my music videos if you're listening, Bill. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he's awesome uh, yeah oh yeah well uh pete i really appreciate you being on fans with bands jeff thank you for for joining us um this has been I, fun thank you so much yeah man thank um, you i i've only uh 
got one last question. It's uh, the controversial question that which you know causes divorce and and could international conflicts, I think. Um, and that is pineapple or no pineapple on pizza, Pete. I do not prefer pineapple on pizza. <laughs> I used to work in a pizza shop, and uh, so I do not prefer it. I, I don't mind pineapple nowadays. Yeah. Uh, I didn't used to like it at all. Uh, I got, I got, I got the flu one Easter and that was the last thing I ate. So it was, you know, a mental thing. <laughs> right. And, right. Um, but as I've grown up, I, I don't mind pineapple anymore, but, uh, I still don't like it on pizza. It just, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't do it for me. No, I'm with you too. How about Jeff? I, you were shaking. Uh, don't, now. don't mix, don't mix your fruits with your vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it separate. Something about it, even in a drink. Uh, no, well, no, I mean, you. if you're, if you want to be technical, if you're putting tomato on it, you're already putting the fruit on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gray area though. Yes. Yeah. I, I, technically, right. It has seeds and it's, uh, yeah. it's in its larval stage still. But. <laughs> tomato sauce but right no i'm not a huge fan of pineapple on pizza i don't know yeah no me either so hey and by the way tomorrow just real quick before we go i would yeah. like to uh tomorrow's a family friendly show so i will be singing love you all However, <laughs> i don't even know i gotta figure this out yeah there you go love you all excellent Whoa. awesome <laughs> all right well, thank you guys again so much for for being on Fans with Bands and Pete. I'll be looking to get out to a show and and check and meet awesome. you in we person. Awesome, we look forward to seeing you. Thanks yeah. again, Jeff. Thanks for joining. Yeah. All right, absolutely. You guys are great. Awesome. All right. Thank thanks you guys. a lot. Thanks to Pete and Jeff for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. I had an awesome time talking with Pete about his band Hard Luck Pete and Wrong Way Streets and learning how he got started and his plans for the future. Being a fan of old school country music, I'm looking forward to seeing Pete live and checking out the new album when it's released. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.